It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We're going to draft some backup quarterbacks now, guys. I'm actually very excited about this, and our backup quarterback draft today is brought to us by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay red hot on FanDuel, and right now new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS and get in on all the NFL action. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. I sent you guys the list. There are 10 backup quarterbacks who are currently playing, plus Josh Dobbs. And we're going to go in reverse order from the guy you'd want least for the rest of the season. This is not for the Browns. This is for a generic team in the playoff hunt. We'll start at the team with the 10th, and we'll go down to number one. Number Do you have one them on being, a list so we can see all of them? I will read them to you. We have the draft order, or <clears throat> the, the draft results. Yes. Because there just, is one missing in Aiden O'Connell. Yeah, he's, he's not in this discussion. He should have been. I wonder why. We left. We just forgot. You want to add him scored, in? Well, his we, team we scored add, 63 last night, and he yeah. looked really good. Okay. We, By the we way, we add Aiden in. That's fine. We Ethan Pochich and Juan Thornhill not on the field during the portion of practice open to the media. Mm. Not good. All right. All right, so we could add Aiden O'Connell. So there's 11, which means one person will get left off. With that being said, the 11 quarterbacks up for debate. Aiden O'Connell, Easton Stick, Josh Dobbs, Bailey Zappi, Zach Wilson, Gardner Minshew, Mitch Trubisky, Will Levis, Tommy DeVito, Jake Browning, and Joe Flacco. Are we basing this on one game? No, this is from – if you were a generic team in the playoff hunt, who would you want as your quarterback among the these 11? The rest of Are you asking like what we've season. seen from them so far? Like, me, what do we know about Easton Stick ball. except for what he put on tape last night? Yeah, that's all. That's all you get. Yeah. So he would so be. It's he just would for be the my rest 11th. of for the rest of this season. This yeah. season, correct? Okay. I, he would correct. be at the bottom of my list. Do, do you guys agree with that, or is there one that? Yeah, uh, just because there's no sample size for him. I mean, really? I mean, but but I mean, I watched him last night. I felt sorry for him. My only. My okay, only emotion watching him was I mean, he had no talent sympathy. around him. No, and mm-hmm. I thought the team had quit. Yeah. You so know what's funny? His stat line is almost identical to Joe Flacco's stat line against the Rams. Well, look, they were down by 60 points. I'm just saying, if you, yeah. if you just look at the straight box score, right. almost I, the exact I also same watched him hold on to the football for entirely too long. All I'm going to give him a break since he's only played one game, and I'm putting Mitch Trubisky 11. Oh, wow. That's he would, a slam. Uh, you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> Worse not than wrong. Easton Stick. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to go with Stick. Yeah, I'm going with stick. Too. I don't even like saying stick that Jason, much. So we got a tie. So. No, I'll put. I, I would say stick just because there's not enough of a All right. so sticks. Sticks yeah. eleven. Stick Start with number left. ten, guys. Number ten. Mitch we go Trubisky. Right to, we go yeah, back I, to Trubisky. I'm okay with Trubisky <laughs> yeah. at ten because, yeah, quite frankly, I didn't like him better than any of the other names he, on the yeah, list, yeah. other than 
Stick. So Trubisky at 10. Where are we going for number nine, guys? This is tough a little bit. I think it's between. I got Zappy in the Zapp- mix. Zappy. I like Zappy. Yeah, but do you like him more than Will Levis? Yeah. Because I no, really no, 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 like no. Will Levis. I, I like Levis. I like Will Levis. I, like I, Will Levis. I, I, Will Levis I might go me. Josh Dobbs at nine. Woo. I would probably say. Yeah. I'd have no problem with that just because. Or Zach Wilson. Although he See, played I, well I, last week. Zach. Zach yeah, but is just so odd. Yeah, like, it's, tough. it's tough. He's he's started more than a full season of games. I mean, I'm not going to put how how much higher you want to put Aiden O'Connell. Oh, that's right. I forgot about. Yeah, Aiden I I don't know. Like oh, I would put him there. I mean, I would take. I would was take last night his first. No, he started one other game no, against he started the, last the Chargers. Couple no, he started the last couple weeks. Couple, oh, he has. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 he had I, a very good. First oh no, game. his first start was against the Chargers, and he got sacked like six times. Yeah, was he part of that six zero game? He was. He was yeah. the starter for the three zero game. I mean, I would put him. At you know what's nine. amazing stat on, on the? This mm. just shows you that the Chargers quit. They had gone nineteen consecutive drives without scoring a touchdown. They scored nine touchdowns last yeah. night. All right, I'm with you. I'll go I'll Aiden O'Connell nine. Yeah, Aiden, Aiden O'Connell yep. at nine. So That's very Trubisky, fair. ten. Aiden O'Connell nine. Who's coming in at number eight? Uh, you're gonna hate me for this, but I'm going Tommy DeVito. Oh no! Sure. I'm no. going Josh Dobbs. I'd, I'd say Zach Wilson. Oh wait, I thought we I thought we had Josh Dobbs already. No, we no. no, no Dobbs okay, yeah, no, no. Well, yeah, okay, Josh, you're right. Josh, yeah, Josh Dobbs, Dobbs next for sure. For I'd me, know. I'd rather have Zach Wilson than Josh Dobbs, or I'd rather have Dobbs I, than Zach Wilson. I, 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 Would you? Yes. I'm wow. I got I got Dobbs, and then I got Zappy. Okay, okay. So okay. That means Dobbs at eight. So Dobbs, Dobbs at, eight. at eight. So seven. But now wait a minute. Don't forget about O'Connell. No, he's not. No, O'Connell's O'Connell's nine. So who are we? So you still have. Oh, Zappy, Zach Wilson, Minshew, Levis, there. DeVito, Browning, and Flacco. I got Zappy here. I got Wilson here. I didn't even know that I could go much higher with Browning, but he's, I just don't believe in him long term. But Better than wrong. these other guys. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I'll go – I would go with Bailey Zappy at seven. That's my vote. Two for Zappy. God. That's, I'm, I'm, Jason's got Zach Wilson. I'm on record as Zach Wilson. Jay. You guys break the tie if Jay goes. I, I think I'm going to go Zappy too. All right, so Zappy. better than Zappy you guys think. Seven. I like Zappy. But I'm, Zach Wilson has had moments where I'm like, why? Not I, really. He's had one good day. The reason I'm going to put Wilson a little bit higher is because I think his offensive line is so epically bad that does anybody have a choice? I think the best thing that happened to Aaron Rodgers was he tore his Achilles on the first play of the preseason? I'll give, I'll give it to Zappy. He did come in here and throw for 300 on the Browns. Yeah, he beat the Browns. He beat the Browns. And he's and like they, my size. They put like, I'm eye to eye with well, him. Well, Wilson had 300 last week, and they scored 30 in the second I, half. I, I think Zach still gets credit for being drafted where he was, and he shouldn't. If Zappy was second overall and – Oh, so you're taking and, that into account. Well, yeah, Zach Wilson certainly I'm just came in the league with higher expectations. I'm just saying. All right. I, I, think, I think too much credit right. is given to Has where he was Has it changed your drafted. mind? No, I'm sticking with Zach. Because honestly, i got to be honest, they're interchangeable to me. Yeah. They're the same dude. I, so I, is Zach Wilson six then? Yep. Zach Wilson yeah, six. Yeah, but let's yeah. put him 6A and then Bailey Zappy. No, Zappy seven. Z- Zappy seven, oh, okay. so Zach Wilson So Zach six. Wilson six. All right, so the final five are Flacco, Browning, DeVito, Levis and Minchu. Correct. At five, I'm going. I gotta go. Will Levis. I'm, I'm going, going Devito. I'm, I'm going Devito. I'm going Devito also. Okay. I, you know what? I like. He's improved. I Will Levis like to me looked really good. I think he Will Levis too. has got potential. And a prime time window. Well, I like about, Will Levis is on a bad team. He's a young quarterback. Like yeah. he's getting better. The trajectory's going better. up. I'm yeah. going Levis at, at at five. I would go Browning. I'm oh, sorry. I, I, I'm We're going at four, uh, right? DeVito. DeVito at five. DeVito, yeah, DeVito at, five. at five. So now we have Levis, Wait, Browning, Flacco. 
No, I'm going DeVito at five and, yeah. and Browning okay, at so four. Okay, so four, Flacco, Browning, Levis, and Minshew. I'm going Browning at four. Also. Let's see, let's see the list again. See? Can I, can I take confused. a look at it? Do you want six through five? Well, whatever you have done so far. All right, so and start with ten. So we have DeVito at five. At six was Wilson, Zappi, Dobbs, O'Connell. Yeah, okay, go to, go to page two there. with. Uh, so you still have Flacco. You still have Browning. Well, don't put Browning up yet. Have, yeah, uh, hold on on Browning. I, I think Flacco, so Flacco Browning... Levis and Minshew are yeah. left, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. <sighs> i got to put Now, Minshew. Browning's played better than Levis, but Levis, Levis has more me, upside. Yeah, agreed? It's yeah. for this season, but remember. i got to tell season. you, I think one of the most remarkable things I have seen this year yeah. is Jake Browning's play through I, three I, games. I, I, yeah. I think Browning, remarkable. I think Browning is higher than Levis. Yeah, Just so let's go Levis base. four. Are you guys okay right, with well, that? That's fine. You guys can break the tie if you want. Levis or Browning? Oh, yeah, is it a tie? It's we're a Browning, they're Levis. Okay. I'm going to put Levis at four okay. and Browning at three. God, yeah. Browning I, I think it's just, just for this year. In a row. Just for this year, I would take Browning. If we're going long term, I take That's Levis. That's fair. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I'd ra- if, yeah, if it's for the but next five years. But the exercise is for the rest of this year. For the rest year. of this year, I guess I would rather Yeah, but that is a good distinction because yeah. if you're going long term, I definitely want Will Levis. Yeah. But right now, I can't. Browning's playing with now, a whole load of confidence right now. this is going to be interesting to me. You've got and Flacco Minshew. and Minshew. It's, i got to go Flacco 2, absolutely. Minshew 1. Flacco yeah, 2 I, and Minshew 1. Dang. I, I am too, by the way. So, <laughs> wow, I mean, it's I'm a done deal. I am too. I thought I for sure both you guys would take what Flacco. What Minshew brings to the Colts is another dimension that they thought they lost when they lost their starter. We thought when when Richardson, I, I didn't think the Colts were going to be any good this year. Period. And then when Richardson got hurt, I'm like, oh, they're going to be miserable. And, and Flacco's only done it for two games, right? Minshew's, We've seen Minshew do it for nah, a lot longer. He nah, played I, great against the Browns. Even he was they lost. He was up. Listen, yeah. I thought they played well enough to win that game. Yeah. Here's why. And it was because of his play. Here's why I'm going to give it to Gardner Minshew. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to need jerk reaction, but I'm not a hater. I'm not a hater. He he won at Baltimore. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Dude, Colts won at Baltimore. That's a, that was impressive That's win. an impressive win. You aren't like, kidding. Like, right now, Baltimore looks like they're the cream of the AFC crowd. So, I, I got I to gotta roll with that. And he played well against us, too. I mean, he didn't play like... What I, they're 7-6, and six, right? 7-6, and six, yeah. So, like, we all know how that game... And look, right. I know that you can say that about a yep, lot of the games. A lot games. of games. However, the Browns got some real help in that game, and yeah. I'm going to take it. And they it. certainly didn't lose because of Minshew. No. No, they did not. Yeah. So, now, if you take that... If you just take that one result and flip it, and it was easily flippable... The Colts are where the Browns are, and the right. Browns are where the Colts are. Right, mm-hmm. and, and because, because Minshew's done it for longer, that this was year, my that was my distinguishing. And thing. he's younger, right? You know, yeah. and, and you got to go. But Flacco, you know, deserves to be a two. He does. But the other thing for me was because he brings the added dimension of running the football. 
I think that's a huge ex- extra dimension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, that is the one ding on Flacco is you don't want that guy leaving the pocket. No. Trying to get three yards for I a first down. I don't even, frankly, want him quarterback sneaking. I'm okay with DTR coming in. See, I, w- I would be okay with him sneaking. He's a big dude. I know, but I, I'm, like, worried he's going to get hurt. I don't want him to get At hurt. At 38. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that might be a I'm good a, concern. I'm, I'm going to tell you about two weeks. I like this how this thing works. I, I know I manufacture Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> Let him have a good game. I feel like we should do this every week. <laughs> right? Yeah, and we, update I mean, we could do this next week. And right? it could here's, totally the, change. here's the funny thing about that. It's a good idea. Dobbs, not long ago, would have been in the top three. Oh, no yeah. doubt. It's funny. I when, when there was that national media anointment of Josh Dobbs yeah. when they played the primetime game, yeah. everybody on the telecast, Josh Dobbs, right. lovable kid, great parents, He's a he's a pastronaut. Yeah, I just as I'm watching that, I'm going, uh oh. Now he's third string. Uh, yeah, he's not even the back. But as I'm watching week. that, I'm literally saying, yeah. uh oh. Yo, who was the Steelers quarterback? Bubby Brister. Oh, Bubby Remember Brister. when the media got their hooks into him? Bubby, good old Bubby. The Denver yeah. playoff game. His mom was on the TV more than times. more than he was. It was it was I couldn't stomach it. Yeah. And when the media cracks me up, the national media, the last thing you want them to do is to jump on your bandwagon oh, and yeah. anoint you as having oh, arrived. And that's coming. Two more games, everybody else that was off that Deshaun Watson for, that Joe Flacco. Yeah, because especially that, because the media is ready to the, bury Deshaun yeah, Watson the, any way let, they can. Let's put that behind us. And if he <laughs> if he takes this team to the playoffs, yeah. I can see the playoff opening oh, now. Oh, I can yeah. see it in my mind. We all can. Joe Flacco, kick to the curb, yeah. former Super Bowl winner. I'm trying to now scream. back from the dead, and they're going to love him. And then he's going to crap the bed. Oh, yeah. I just want to <laughs> sleep on it. We don't want to. We yeah. want to catch people playoff week one. We yeah. ain't trying to see next that. week. We'll have what? Who's starting for the Vikings? Sean Mannion. No, uh, Nick Mullins. Oh, Nick Mullins. So just, ah, Mullins just to is recap back the, the draft. Hey, once upon a time, they anointed him, remember? Yeah, that's true. Just to recap the draft, we went in reverse order of the 11 backup quarterbacks. We took Trubisky at 10. Who was Aiden 11, O'Connell by the way? I forgot. Easton Stick was oh, 11. Yeah, Easton Stick. Trubisky 10. Poor Aiden O'Connell Stick. 9. Like Josh Dobbs 8. Name? Bailey Zappi 7. <laughs> a character in a Zach novel. Wilson 6. 100%. Tommy DeVito at 5. Will Levis at 4. Jake Browning at 3. Joe Flacco at 2. And Gardner Minshew at That's one. And guys, crazy. we asked the YouTube chat real quick. Players name. How do we do with or, yeah, our draft? Did, do you think we hit it pretty close or were we way off? 72% agree that we were pretty close. So shout out to us for. Yeah. I was, we Jason almost and I were had po- no controversy. Like nah. our controversy was, was six or yeah. five. Yeah. You know, there was, I think. Now nah, we were mostly on the same page. I think Jason was further down on Zach Wilson, but he makes a good point. I mean, the guy was. A very high pick compared to most of those guys. Yeah, so. when you take that into account, his yeah. expectations were franchise changing. The biggest surprise for me is I thought you guys would definitely have Flacco one. You two. Yeah, no, well, I, I, do I did too. I, I could do two. it just because I've only seen I've seen it twice. Yeah, I saw it twice with Josh Dobbs, and everybody was ready to say, "Oh my God, yeah. the Browns." I we think Minshew's the best backup quarterback in the NFL. I think that's very fair to right? say. I mean, I know one some good piece. ones that haven't played this year. Yeah. Now, I, let, let's talk about it next week. We'll come back. Yeah. We will and, and really, the discussion, I don't think there's a discussion three through not 11. Those guys are all interchangeable. They're just dudes. One and two to me, Flacco and Minshew, that's the two that I want to watch the rest of the season and see which yeah. guy. Well, I, I think, I do think Browning, Levis, yeah, bro, you know, Browning, right Levis Browning. and DeVito to some degree. I'm, I'm okay. stretching it with DeVito. So let's but, do the top five then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly those guys five. I'm curious to uh, see. One nugget of breaking news, the Chargers just fired their entire coaching staff. So, yeah. new staff. I, 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 told, I, I told my wife last night when we were watching the game, I said, by showtime tomorrow morning, 
the coach is gone. Well, the GM's West, gone too. It was West Coast, so 9 a.m., they're all gone. Did you guys see when they showed last night in the telecast the Raiders' uh, first overall picks going back 10 years? Oh, my God. Yeah, it been looked bad. like, it looked been bad, like bad. a phone book. It was like, who? Hmm. Who? Among them was Leatherwood. In wow. fairness, they, the Browns, they, Browns have had plenty of stretches like they that. They have, but Bull mixed in with that yeah. are guys like Miles Garrett. Yeah, sure. They didn't have a guy like that in there. Their best draft pick in the last 10 years has been Colton Miller, who's a solid but not great left tackle. We and they've get had to the good mix. picks, too. They've they, had top they five picks. But if you look times. at from, like, what, Joe Hayden till Miles Garrett, oh, it's it pretty ugly in between. Very. It yeah. looked Raider-esque. But when yeah. they put that list on the screen last yeah, night, that was bad. it was like, oh They've my God, awful. what an indictment of their front office that yeah. they were drafting that poorly for that long. We got to get to the five McNugget stats you need to know this week. And these five pack of stats is brought to us by FanDuel. Because even as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay red hot on FanDuel. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action the app is easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. We got five. This is a quarterback-heavy stat pack. So let's start with this, though. We're going to start with a little bit of the Browns' defense. The sack numbers have gone down a tiny bit over the last few weeks for the Cleveland Browns, but partly because they played quarterbacks who got the ball out of their hands very, very quickly. Against L.A., no sacks, two quarterback pressures on the season. Stafford gets the ball out of his hands in 2.62 seconds. That's the eighth fastest time in the NFL. Against Jacksonville, Lawrence, he gets the ball out faster. He has the fourth fastest time to throw in the entire league. He got sacked four times. They all came when he held the ball for longer than three seconds. Now, why is that important? Justin Fields holds the ball longer than any quarterback in football, yes. partly because he's a scrambler. That's partly designed, but his 3.3 time to throw at seconds from snap to the release is the dead last slowest in the NFL. He takes a ton of sacks because of that. And if you go back to 2021, the last time these two teams met, Miles Garrett sacked Justin Fields four and a half times at arguably his best game of his career. So hold the ball at your own risk, Justin, because you got guys like Miles and Zadarius coming down your throat. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good stat. I like it. It's a great stat. Um, I, that was one of those games for Miles Garrett where we were like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, just goes to show how good he can be when there's a quarterback yeah. that wants to stand back there and go through all of his reads and holds the ball that long. But I think there's a reason that I, I don't know if you can find this stat. I'd be curious to see opponents against which team for all of their opponents combined, are getting rid of the ball quickest. And I would imagine that the Browns would be in the top five because they know that Miles Garrett's coming. And so part of Jacksonville's oh, game plan okay, was yeah. get, get the ball out. out of your hand. Like they're get quicker against the Browns than they are against other yeah, opponents. Yeah, and I don't know if you yeah. can find that. You probably can't. But, like, opponents against. I never count out Mike, Jay. He finds everything. Man, he, he digs deep. All right, well, this next one. This nickname should be Elias. I mentioned it to you guys <laughs> yesterday in the post-show meeting. But the Browns, I mean, excuse me, the Bears defense, pre-Montez Sweat and post-Montez oh, yeah. Sweat, mm-hmm. have been completely different units. And I got the numbers to show you side by side. They traded for Montez Sweat five weeks ago. Prior to acquiring Montez Sweat, the Bears had played eight games. They were 28th in the league in points per game allowed, 27.3. 23rd in yards per game allowed with 341. 10 sacks, that was dead last. They forced nine turnovers. That was 22nd in football. Since acquiring Montez Sweat, five games, they're ninth in points per game allowed. 
They're fifth in yards per loud. They're 22nd in sacks. They're second in turnovers. And maybe more importantly than anything for this game, pass yards per game allowed. Before the addition of Montez Sweat, they're allowing uh, 263 pass yards per game, 30th in the NFL. Since getting Montez Sweat, 181 yards per game, second in the NFL. This defense has been a completely different unit since acquiring Montez Sweat. They've also forced three turnovers in three straight games, the first time they've done that since 2018. I knew you was coming with it. That's a good one. I I knew you was – I told you. I will say this, though. Now, they've played the Lions twice in the last five weeks. Yeah. And Jared Goff, all of a sudden in the last month, has been turning the ball over. I don't know what's going on with him. And they shut him down and the Lions down this week. Full credit. The last time they played the Lions, even though Goff turned the ball over, the Lions still put up 31 on the Bears. Hmm. So the other three games that this defense has been great against, the Vikings, the Panthers, and the Saints, those are three really bad offenses. Yeah. And the Saints did score 24 points in that game anyway. Good job out of Bull there to counter your stats. So like, well, I wouldn't say yeah, the Browns context, have a great man. offense either. All right, so. but I think it's better than the Saints, the Panthers, and the uh, I don't know, is it? I don't and, know. Vikings. and the Vikings. Oh God, given the, Vikings given the injuries and where they're at, Vikings like, just won a game by scoring three points. Yeah, hey, you can only play when you're schedule. No, but mm. of course yeah, but you can only play. I think that, but it, it plays a role. Context. Yes, it, it's context for the Bears being much and, better. Plus, they've part of the reason Sweat helped is because Ngakwe was their only good pass rusher. So now they had two good solid pass rushers. And now they're back to one again. Yeah. I, I, to me, this is the reverse of their Roquan Smith trade. I, could, I just couldn't ne- – I never understood that. I couldn't understand why they gave up on Smith. And their defense pre-trade with Smith was really, really good, yeah. and it fell off the table. Right. And conversely, the Ravens' defense was sort of mid. Yeah. And when Smith came over, they became another dominant defense. They've been defense. great since then. They still yeah. are so, really I good mean, now. They, yeah. It's almost like they undid the Roquan Smith trade with this. And they got it. They traded a second-round pick, which I is know. what they got it's back. Exactly it was what they essentially got. Essentially, they traded Roquan Smith for Montez. It's like, almost like the football god said, you screwed that one up, so we're going to give you this I still one. don't yeah. like the trade for them because they could have signed him as a free agent in the offseason. I don't know. Who? The Bears. Well, that's the, just goes to show you. Well, sometimes but, you get in the market early, so I'm a, I'm gonna take care of no. I, look, we'll take care of that now. We're gonna trade for you. We're gonna give you a deal. We don't want to compete with nobody. Yeah. We're gonna go get our guy today. Yeah, but they wouldn't have had to give up a second round pick to get him. If, if they the, were contending, I understood. There's but they no weren't. guarantee you're gonna get him though. Right. As a free yeah, agent. Yeah, that's. The, but the Bears had by far the most cap space. Sometimes, so yeah, it's not a guarantee, but they paid him such an outrageous amount. They paid him as if he's Miles Garrett. He did get a he's fat not, extension. Got a big one. A fat extension. He's a big. good player. He ain't Miles Garrett. Sometimes when you're a bad team and you don't have good players, you, you gotta overpay. You gotta overpay. You gotta overpay. All right, next one. How about Blitzers Beware? This was kind of interesting. So last week against Jacksonville, Joe Flacco against the Blitz, we mentioned this earlier, was phenomenal. Yeah. 75% completion. He was 9 of 12 for 182 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a 156.3 passer rating. What's a perfect? 158.3. So oh literally God. two points underneath. Well, how about this? Justin Fields against the Lions last week, also 75%. Threw for less yards, one touchdown, wow. the exact same quarterback rating, no turnovers. Now, how does that play into this game? Chicago doesn't blitz a ton. 18th in the NFL. They blitz about 24% of the time, every one out of four plays. Cleveland a little higher at 13%. We're still not sure if Denzel Ward's a full go yet. They lost Ogbo, won't play, so we'll see if Jim Schwartz yeah. dials up some more blitz. But against the blitz last week, Flacco and Fields were at their best. 
you want to bring pressure, yeah. just be pre- prepared Mike, to Mike, let me just correct. You said they're 13%. They're 13th, the Browns. 13th, yeah, with a yeah. 27.9%. Uh, what that tells think, me is I don't think we're going to see a lot of blitzes Sunday I, I don't from think, either no. team. I don't think Jason, Jason don't buy it. <laughs> he gave him the like. He gave him I was yawning. Yeah, I'm he tired. was like, Jason, I actually <laughs> so don't lost, even buy it. You lost Jason no, during no, that. No, 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 no. no. I, I actually don't buy it either. He, gave, he was like, man, look, that's a that's a two-week joint right there. Like, like okay. You, and a lot of it, hey, let's be clear. You go back and watch that all 22, a lot of busted coverages in there. So, you know, they got they brought the all-out blitz. The guy slips and falls. Joe finds him. It wasn't like it was like, oh, we're bringing blitzes. and he moving in the but pocket? But also, and like, first no. of all, I love Mikey's stat pack. Don't make it sound like I'm over here falling asleep. <laughs> he does an unbelievable job of this every week. But like you say, also, there's, there's layers to this, right? Yeah. Like, there's a difference in cover zero and bringing one extra man. Right. Yeah. Big so, yeah. and we saw how a cover zero can bust easily last week when the Jaguars brought a jailbreak blitz and Flacco picked it apart like that. So there's a difference in bringing one extra guy and bringing everybody. Yeah, so it's true. Just, That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think when you say blitz, what not do you, all blitzes are really, created. Not, yeah, yeah. No, you're exactly right. I yeah. mean, okay, just because you send five, that does technically mean you're bringing the extra rush. You're bringing one extra By the way, so when you bring I, seven to right. me, that's a full house blitz. Right. By the way, What's I should, your percentage I should get that? a few. I should get a, the hockey assist for that. I set Jason up for that. You see what happened? I, I didn't know the five. I didn't come up with it. But Jason <laughs> did. I just yeah. dished it off. It's also, fast. I like that nugget because they are both 75%. No turnovers in the exact same passer rate yeah. in the yeah. same week. So the fact they're playing was more a little I bit of a. I wouldn't guess uh, that Fields would have been that good against the blitz at any point. I so wouldn't either, and, but yeah, I mean, that's he, surprising. But to he me. is good on his feet, so he is good at evading pressure. He is, so it but does we've make seen sense. him a lot as he's leaving the pocket, but not yet committed to crossing the line of scrimmage. Throw bad balls, yeah. And so maybe this is another piece of evidence on the pile of his progression has been pretty nice this year. Well, hold on, you're going to love this next one. You're going to love this next <laughs> one. This is a Flacco and Justin Fields homage here. We'll start with Flacco. You guys have heard some of these before. I'm just going to reiterate. He's the first Browns quarterback with three 30-plus yard touchdown passes and a half since Brian Seip in 1980. He's the first quarterback for the Browns to throw for 300 yards since Jacoby Brissett last year against Buffalo. It's the first 300-yard three-touchdown game for the Browns in a win since Baker in 2020. And in two career starts with the Browns, he has more 250-yard two-touchdown games than any other Browns quarterback in the last three seasons. Justin Fields this year has a higher passer rating than Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence. He's a better touchdown-interception ratio than Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. He has more rush yards per game this year than Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson. Wow. And over his last 17 starts, now he's been hurt, over his last 17 starts, 3,000 passing yards, 25 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 1,237 rushing yards, and eight rushing touchdowns. Those are very impressive. He's been How many better. fumbles? A lot. <laughs> well, how many? Uh, I just put a lot. Let me double check. <laughs> <laughs> many. Um, I, you know, the touchdown thing, the touchdown to interception thing, with a quarterback like this, and this is what makes he – and others in his category so special. I throw the rushing touchdowns on with the passing touchdowns. Right, touchdowns got, that's why you got to include the fumbles too. You do. Yeah, yeah I want to, and I want to see the fumbles. But yeah. like, if it's in 17 games, if it's more than five fumbles, I'm, I'm, that's a problem. It's, it, it's nine. He's lost nine. Okay, yeah, that's not he's great. He's lost nine, which means he's probably fumbled more than that. Oh, well, how many just straight fumbles? 
25. <laughs> yeah, but now, look, a lot of quarterbacks <laughs> lose focus on hits, but yeah. they don't yeah. lose the ball. Not okay. 25? No, that's still in order. He, so well, he's he, lost he's nine. He's recovered 16. He's only lost nine of those. Yeah, 25. and that's the, I, that's the number I'm going to ding him with, so, but 25 is, is, is inordinately high. So how many total touchdowns and how many total turnovers, Mike? So that would be 20, 25 passing and eight rushing touchdowns. So 33. So 32, 33. And 11 interceptions and nine lost fumbles 20. or 20 turnovers. Uh, I mean, so for a guy who's good. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. I mean, that's a lot of turnovers, but it's also a it lot is, of touchdowns. And, and what I like about that stat is so that's that I think I don't think you're going to completely eliminate that, but that is fixable. You know, there are things that quarterbacks can do yeah. to try to take care of the football. I'd be interested to know how many of those came when he was in the pocket and didn't see it blindside yeah. or how many came when he decided he was going to run the football. Yeah. By the way, I wouldn't take him over any of the quarterbacks you mentioned in those stat groups. I would not either. I yeah, no, those to... are those yeah. are statistical blips this year for yeah. Allen and Mahomes. I mean, Allen has been turnover prone now two years running. Yeah, but, but Allen's throwing the ball deep downfield. I don't. I mean, like yeah, to but, me, uh, I, that to, it's see that gets us into our argument. Yeah. that we got into earlier this year about why Allen for me has fallen out of the top five. I think the number one thing that we all look at is turnovers and. His number of turnovers the last two seasons are just too high. I know he counters that with a yeah. lot of downfield throws and touchdowns, right. but it's a give or a take. I, I would say about Allen, and by the way, you know, we all laughed when you said Purdy was better. And while I laughed, think you ridiculed. We ridiculed you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, wrongly. I, I, rightfully I so. Well, no, I, you better you backpedal. No. Every team, listen, Bulls listen, going to. Let me finish. No, rightly. I'm not going to backpedal, but I'm going <laughs> to give you some credit. It's going to be the MVP. Uh, Every team in the NFL, I think, except for maybe the Niners, would still take Josh Allen over Brock Purdy. However, I, I, and I thought Brock Purdy was, you know, a decent quarterback, but he's even better than I thought he was. Yeah. And he's playing great. Now, he's got by far the best talent around him. It's no not question. even close. Yep. But, uh, but Josh Allen, and Mike even gave me this stat, a, a good chunk of his interceptions are like third and long plays where he's firing it down the field where they would punt anyway after that play. Yeah, but I still, I don't take away and I'm like, you know, I, I, I mean, still yeah, pick. you got to factor it in. But you're right. I mean, a lot of his picks yeah. are, but, but, and they're also this, balls that I've said to, why are you throwing that? You know, I know it's third long, it's yeah. desperation, but a punt is still better than a 40-yard pick. But Brett Favre did a lot of that too, and that's that's he's got that kind of game. and Good comparison. And Josh Allen uh, is probably asked to do more than any other quarterback because he's asked to run a lot, and he's asked to throw for 5,000 yards too. So. Yeah. Okay. All right, here's the last one. This yep. one is my favorite, and this one kind of goes back to the backup quarterback. If he's hurt, you may be screwed, you may not. We'll find out. But nine teams this season have eight wins or more. Of those nines, eight have only used one quarterback. Wow. The Cleveland Browns are the only team this season with eight or more wins that has used multiple. The other teams with eight or more wins, San Francisco with Purdy, Dallas with Dak, Philadelphia with Hurts, Detroit with uh, Jared Goff, Baltimore with Lamar, Tua in Miami, Mahomes, and Trevor Lawrence. Those teams have only used or started a game with one quarterback. The Cleveland Browns, the yeah. only team in the league that is a phenomenal with eight that's or a great more one. wins at a four. And, and all four quarterbacks have beat a team that's 500 or better. All four of the Browns, they have not beaten scrubs. Huh. Think about this. And there's more examples. Deshaun beat more than one team, but Deshaun beat Baltimore. Phillip Walker beat San Francisco. DTR beat Pittsburgh. Flacco beat Jacksonville. All four of their quarterbacks this season have beat a team that is above 500. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a great stat. I wish I would have had that when I was making my argument for the importance of backup, backup. quarterbacks. Now, there are some – now, in the end, 
the other eight teams all have their starting quarterback, and that's a big part of the reason why they're succeeding. Exactly. They haven't had to rely on right. garbage backup quarterbacks. And the there are a number of seven-win teams that have done it with backup quarterbacks, Mike, correct? Well, a, the Bengals. A, a high number, yes. Bengals, yeah. Colts, Yeah. Well, I mean, Steelers, look at all the stands. The reason just about every team has used a backup quarterback. The eight teams that haven't used a backup quarterback are in the top of the right. Are there any the bad heat. teams that have not used a backup quarterback? I can't think of one. Any bad teams? Let me pull up. Uh, Carolina. Well, they used Andy Dalton. Oh, no. For one no. Game. Dalton yeah, played one game. That's right. Uh, I, if I was Stefanski's agent, I would run right to the front office and be like, I demand. This is what Mikey McNuggets said. I demand a new deal. <laughs> well, the, the only tech- bad team that hasn't used a backup quarterback, the Commanders. Jacoby Brissett. It's and, Sam and, and they're the season. team in the offseason that went out and spent for a backup quarterback. <laughs> Go I'm going to be useless for the next 38 minutes because Garrett Bush just said Stefanski should run to the front office and demand another contract. Whoa. Did Not y'all that, miss that? He said he should use stat. Wow. Hey, hey, listen, I ain't that crazy. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I, I negotiate. Like, that's like that. You know, what am I going to say about that? <laughs> I can't say nothing. I mean, Bush, here's what I love most about you. You've used this number, this line a number of times, and you probably don't even realize it. But you, you've said something about if you don't take into account new information of course. and change your opinion, you're, you're stupid. You're well, that's the biggest flaw in our society. <laughs> it right? is. is it is. Do that. But that's a perfect example of it. I mean, I mean think, think about, though, if P.J. Walker played against the Niners 100 times, he'd probably lose 99. I think you're right. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I think you're right. He got the one victory out of 100. <laughs> I mean, P.J. That's crazy. The Niners right now are clearly the best team in football. Right, right now clearly. they are. And they lost and to P.J. Walker. PJ Walker. not only that, you can make the argument that P.J. Walker sent that team into a tailspin because they right. lost the next two and didn't yeah, look good. You could did. argue That's that true. he beat the Colts and P.J. Walker should have beat the Seahawks. Question. Easy answer for me. P.J. Walker gets voted a share of the Super Bowl winnings, right? Yes, he does. Oh, yeah. He's I back mean, on the team. <laughs> he's on the practice squad. They but, invite, he's, yeah, he's, but for me, he's like, yeah, equal share. He's getting invited to Christmas party. Definitely company, company Christmas party, Good. and it's on the 19th. Yeah. Uh, right. We got some Super Chats to wrap up. Hopefully you guys enjoyed those McNugget stats this week. We'll get them again next week. First Super Chat comes from Professor Chaos. Uh, guys, we'll go around the horn. Answer real quick. It's yeah. a one-word answer. Who's a better team right now, the Bears or the Jets? That question comes from Professor Chaos. Bears. I'm going to go with Jets because they defense is – Yeah, I'll say the Jets. I'll say the Jets. I just – their offensive line is so hideous, and their quarterback play has been so ridiculously up and down. So three for the Jets. Rob Cunningham says, what was the last time an interim coach was hired as the full-time coach? I'm thinking of Antonio Pierce and a missed opportunity last year for Steve Wilkes. Well, Hugh Jackson – it was uh, in Oakland, right? Fred, Freddie Kitchens? Freddie, he wasn't the head no, coach. He never, he was the intern. No, he was the head coach, but he was never. He wasn't the interim coach. No, he no, was no Greg, it was Greg Williams. Yeah, yeah it was Greg Williams. Didn't he beat Greg Williams out? Right. Uh, I'm sure it's happened. Yeah, we probably Nothing's just not coming of it. But Hugh Jackson, you are correct with the Raiders. In that but was, it's happened since then, I would think. Uh, Antonio Rob, Pierce, did you guys see his interview coming out of the second half? He was like, keep your foot on the gas. I didn't we're gonna, see we're it. We're going to keep our foot on the pedal even harder. Good. It, love it. Bro, love it's 49-0. It. I don't love care. Love no, it. I love it too, yeah. but you rarely see But they that. didn't because they only scored 14 in the second half. So. <laughs> yeah, but at some point, when, <laughs> it, when it got to 63, I think someone whispered in his ear, we're running out of gas. <laughs> they lost last week 3-0. Score as many points as you can. Daryl yeah. Perryman says UCSS was lit last night at Caesars. Thanks to McNuggets, Jason, G. Bull, Tyler, Earl, Ant. Love you guys. 
Daryl, appreciate you coming out. JDog66 says, Flacco's a great backup, an additional coach in the room. And JDog also said, Flacco, pay the man two-year contract. He's a great backup with a wealth of knowledge in the quarterback room. That by itself is worth it. We should have done a poll on that. Oh, well, we did a poll on should they give him a two-year deal, and most people said yes. Oh, we, oh we, I didn't know we did that. We, 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 we do a bunch of polls. We don't always read the results. What, was, what were the results on that? We got I don't remember the exact number, but it was high for yes, two-year yeah. deal. We, 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 and it could be prisoner of the moment, too. Right. He could throw 10 picks tomorrow, right? On Sunday. I doubt it if he does. He and none of us 10. will sit here and say, <laughs> no, pull him before 10. Yeah, I, eight is his limit. <laughs> yeah. Could though. Hello, I doubt it. PJ? Get, get your uniform on. You're back, buddy. <laughs> They'll go to I Harrison Bryant before they Phillip. go to PJ. We need you, Philip, one more time. Man, I, saw you, I, see, I seen him at Ace Hardware. He's in the lumber <laughs> department. I'm telling you, Flacco's out. They're going to sign uh, Brett Favre. Bring him back. We'll see you on Channel 3. Now he can, rip off, he can rip off people here instead of uh, <laughs> You have to do that just to... Happy Friday! Hey, here Welcome we go, baby! To the ultimate Cleveland sports show where we count down to kickoff. 48 hours, 30 minutes to the Browns and Bears from Cleveland Brown Stadium. I'm Jay Crawford. We're going to take a look at a big play from last week's win. Bernie's going to tell us why it worked. Tyvis is going to tell us what went wrong. Bull. I'm out of the bull, and I'm going to tell you who the most important offensive player is for the Browns this week, not named Joe Flacco. Gee. I'm G. Bush, El Presidente of the Kool-Aid Mafia. I'm going to tell you which is more likely, Cedric Tillman catching a touchdown pass or the Cleveland Browns getting points on the board with a touchdown. We'll let you know, Jason. And I'm Jason Lloyd, and just like always, we'll do headlines this week. You don't even have to watch the game. We're going to tell you who's going to win and why. Mikey. And I'm Mikey McNuggets, and the battle in the trenches between the Browns' offensive line and the Bears' defensive line is going to be a matchup to keep an eye on when kickoff comes around on Sunday. It's usually where it's won. Line of scrimmage, point of attack. Who's going to have the advantage when the Browns have the ball? We'll dive into that. We've got a busy show for you, a full 30 minutes. I want to start with something that's been a bit of a trend this year. The one thing we know is the Browns have had to rely heavily on backup quarterbacks. But we also know that through all of this quarterback musical chairs, there hasn't been one quarterback that's been able to avoid the third game trap. In other words, some have put two good games together, and Flacco has, but yet this year, no one has done it three times in a row. Guys, why will Joe Flacco break that trend this week and make it three straight good games? Well, listen, I think he's going to do it. A, he has the experience level. B, because Kevin Stefanski is going to call a play, uh, you know, a game plan that he's going to be able to digest, throw the football, and be able to be, uh, you know, respectable in terms of finding his marks. I think this team is a little different. And, and I know people don't like the Disney magic. It is the holiday season. But I just think this team is different. I think right now for the next five games, I think Joe Flacco is locked in. And he's playing like the young Joe Flacco and excited to be back in the league. Here's why it'll work because Joe just got here and he's already picking up Kevin's offense. And the more that he's here, it actually fits what Joe does perfectly. Kevin and Joe actually fit really well together because Kevin, one thing that we've learned that he really likes to do is he likes quarterbacks under center and he likes play action. And we got the numbers to back it up that it works. Play, coming off of play action, well, there you see the just the formation, the pre-snap formation. 
He's got Joe under center more than any other quarterback this year. It's only two games, but if anything, I think this is going to stay consistent or even go up. And that number, by the way, of Flacco at 48% under center is right in line with where he's been for his career. So this is what this is a tenant to Kevin's offense is a quarterback under center and running play action. Both of David Njoku's touchdowns last week came off of play action, and it's just something that Kevin believes in as a head coach. For that reason, and because Joe runs it so well, I don't see any reason why this game I mean, it doesn't mean they're going to win every game, but I think that it, the offensive performance is sustainable. The only positive about late-season injuries is that the guys that are replacing those guys are fresh. Joe Flacco hasn't been hit in a long time until these last two weeks. Right now, Joe Flacco is playing with a lot of energy, a lot of moxie, and a lot of uh, uh, confidence. And most importantly, the rest of the team around him believes in him. I, I, I think it's clear. I don't know that the rest of the team believed in DTR. They believed in Watson, but I don't I don't think they believed in DTR. I don't think they certainly didn't believe in PJ Walker. This team believes in Joe Flacco. They believe he can lead them to victories. Listen, you never know what's going to happen, but uh, the way he's played the first two games, I have every reason to believe against the Bears defense that's played better, but I still don't think it's that good, yeah. especially against the pass, that he will play well again. Uh, I think Joe Flacco's magical carpet ride continues for at least one more game. And I'd already thought that. But yesterday we had Bernie Kosar in on our YouTube show. And Bernie was emphatic about one thing. And you touched on this. His grasp of the playbook is only going to grow week to week to week. We saw things in week two we did not see in week one. For that reason, I think we're going to see things in week three that we haven't seen yet. That has me very excited. Absolutely right that Kevin Stefanski has the guy driving the bus that most fits what he likes to do. I'm not saying he would pick Joe Flacco over Deshaun Watson. That's absurd long term. However, for right now, Kevin's like a kid in a candy store because he's got the guy that is very good at running what Kevin loves to run. Will it finally come to an end? I don't know, but I think it continues this week. All right, we th- I think we all agree that Joe Flacco is the most important Cleveland Brown offensively in this football game. Who's number two? Guys, I got David Njoku as the number two player. Uh, as a lot of guys have been falling around him, and you've seen other guys that are playing but banged up, David Njoku has been completely healthy, and he's playing recently his best football. He had a great game last week. I think, you know, for all the talk about, uh, obviously he has... He has chemistry with the receivers, especially Elijah Moore. I think Joe Flacco loves throwing to David Njoku, and David Njoku has been very reliable with Joe Flacco. He seems to be catching most, uh, you know, listen, he has his drops from time to time, but for the most part, he's been very reliable with Joe Flacco. I think he's a big key to the Browns winning this week. I thought long and hard about Njoku. I agree with a lot of the points that you made, but I have to say Amari Cooper just because he's what drives this offense right now. And their drops have been a problem the last couple of weeks. We talked about on the YouTube show. I think it's his ribs still affecting him and just trying to protect himself on some of these hits that he knows he's going to take. But the offense goes as Amari drives it. He's their leading receiver across the board by a wide margin. And as Joe Flacco gets more comfortable in the offense, as we talk about the play-action game and how important that is, Njoku plays a role in that, but Amari Cooper, to me, plays a bigger role. They've got to get the number one guy back involved, hopefully – Amari's ribs are to the point now where he can start putting up the numbers that he did early in the year. Yeah, I, I've been agreeing with you, Jason. Uh, Amari Cooper is the guy for me. 
He's the he's the guy that spreads the field. He's the guy that's running the deeper routes, the 10, 12 to 15, 20 yard routes. They need those routes. They need that to be a threat in this offense because if they don't have that, the field gets constricted very quickly. So when you look at it, Mari Cooper has to catch the football, can't fumble the football. I think he'll bounce back in this game. But but by far to me, Amari Cooper is the guy that really gives you the explosive plays, the big chunk plays, and they need that aspect uh, in, in that offense. You guys are close. Uh, I think <laughs> they're two and three, but the number one most important guy in this offense that you guys haven't mentioned or the quarterback Joe Flacco is Jerome Ford, and here's why. The play fake has been very effective so far, but for the play fake to be effective and continue to be effective, you have to have a running game threat because it's talk, what you're asking the defense to do is to pull up and honor the run. If there is no threat of a run game, they don't have to pull up. They can stay back because it's more likely they're going to pass than run. Stats bear that out. They're throwing it every, two plays for every one run play. Jerome Ford is going to need to reestablish the Browns running game so the play fake is more effective. And if he can do that early, I think it's very important that they get the running game on track in the first quarter. If he does that, talk about opening up the field. The back end of the field is open all day long because they have to honor that play fake. All right, next, Brown's offensive line. One of the mysteries to me this year is how they've been able to be so successful with the wings of that offensive line changing constantly. They're down to their, what, fourth and fifth tackles right now? Mm-hmm. Brown's offensive line bears defensive line. We talk about the point of attack being so critical. Who has the advantage in that matchup? Who? Listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. This may seem tough. I'm going to go with the Bears. I, look, I like Montez Sweat and the fact that he's been playing so much better uh, and the defense is playing so much better for the Bears since he's, he's come along the last five or six games. And the reason I give them the, the, the edge is because of, of the perimeter of our offensive line. When you look at uh, Hudson, he's had a lot of penalties. He's had a lot of jumping penalties. And those penalties, when you got an offense that is not going to be explosive, it needs to move the chains, stay ahead of the sticks. You can't have that. To me, um, their, their defensive line is a little bit better than the Browns, given the fact that their tackles in the middle, we know it's solid. We know what, what we got in Teller and Batonio. Poaches hasn't played it as well. And if Poaches is not in the game, that means you got Harris. And so now you just have the two guards. So for me, I'm going to go with the Bears by a small margin um, because I just like their edge, edge rushers better than our tackles. We got the news this week that Dewan Jones and Jed Wills are done for the year, but we've already they've already been without them for so long that it doesn't really change anything. This unit, while it's not ideal, has figured out how to play together. The tackles are a concern, but I'm going to take the Browns just because we've seen enough out of them to know that they can get by. Now, Postick wasn't on the practice field today. That's an issue. If he's missing at center, then Harris probably slides in at center, and Michael Dunn maybe becomes that hybrid guy of just sort of moving around everywhere. We know the Browns like to go heavy. They like to go jumbo sets, so that's nothing new for them. They know how to adjust to this. Bill Callahan's the best offensive line coach in the country, and they just figure out a way to get it done. Give me the Browns. Uh, Jason said it at the end, it was funny. You said country as if it's a college team. (laughs) (laughs) College coaches, too. NFL and college coaches. Bill Callahan gives the Browns the advantage. You know, the Bears defensive line, they've done a nice job against the run. But in the past, they don't have anything outside of Montez Sweat. And we've seen with a way more talented Miles Garrett, 
that if you only have one pass rusher, you don't have much of a pass rush. They're near the bottom of the barrel in sacks. Uh, they have nobody with more than four, I think, or four and a half. Their leading sack guy, Yannick Ngankwe, is out, is gone. He's done. He's not playing. So, yes, the Ethan Pochich thing made it a little closer for me because it's trending towards him not playing. But we saw with two nobodies at tackle last week, they did a great job. Joe Flacco got sacked once, got hit three times. Plus, Joe Flacco, you factored that in. He's smart. He gets rid of the ball when he needs to. I'm, it's not a huge edge because of the injuries, but I'm going with the offensive line. Yeah, I did have Brown's slight edge, but the postage news is concerning to me. I mean, so we asked this question this week on our internet show. Is there a tipping point where all of a sudden you look at the injuries and you say, okay, like next man up is cool and everything, but we're running out of men. Um, I think that the Browns offensive line, if they lose postage, even though Harris once upon a time was penned in as starter at mm-hmm. that position, I think if you're down three starters, to me, because that's the majority, that's the tipping point. So if he's not healthy, I'm going to give a very, very slight edge to the Bears. Very slight. If he plays, I think the Browns have a very slight edge. In answering the question that way, I'll ask the second part to this topic. The second part was, do you think that this matchup will decide the football game? And I say no. I think there are bigger, more important matchups to watch. I just don't think that there's going to be a clear-cut winner. It's kind of a wash for me right now between the Bears' defensive line and the Browns' offensive line. Quick answer for you guys. No, I don't think it will decide. I think the only way the Bears, I think the only way the Bears win this game if Justin Fields is fantastic. That's their only chance. Very good. We're taking our first break. It's brought to you by PCC Airfoils. When we come back, we took one big play from last week's Browns win. Bernie's going to tell us why this play worked from an offensive standpoint. Tyvis tells us what went wrong. Welcome back to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We're rewinding to last week. The Browns had some success in the passing game, particularly with David and Joku. We throw it to our football lab now with Mikey McNuggets and Bernie Kozar to tell us why one play in particular clicked. Thanks, Jay. Kevin Stefanski deserves to be in the Coach of the Year conversation for keeping the Browns afloat despite all the injuries, but it's not just that. He does a masterful job of scheming guys open and not just a little bit open, Bernie. Mm-hmm. We're talking wide, wide open, open to the point where I think you, myself, and we'll talk to Coach Tyvis in a sec, but even Coach Tyvis can make throws. And against Jacksonville, David Njoku had no one in the same zip code as him when he scored the first touchdown, and that's a design mm-hmm. masterful from the Browns offensive staff. The Masters program, Coach Stefanski, not only in my mind being coach of the year with the quarterback injuries, his scheming here with Alex Van Pelt, the offensive coordinator, Chad O'Shea, the receiver coach, to see the Jacksonville Jaguars being this dangerous, um, gambling this much in short-hearted situations. This is typically a goal line type defense. So for Coach Stefanski to see the nuances in the Jacksonville defense and to come up with this play, and look at Joe Flacco with the awesome play action pass, the old school boomer assassin, dip the shoulder uh, fake here. 
here to get Jacksonville to really buy into this and to, for David Njoku to get that stem release like that. Jacksonville's middle linebacker and or corner blowing the coverage because of the play fake that Joe Flacco made on this. Well, that was Bernie Kosar with the offensive perspective of the play. Let's bring in Coach Tyvis, now our NFL veteran safety to break down the Jaguars' defensive mishaps. Flacco completely faked them out. Yes. And Tyvis, you said when you were playing in Seattle, you know that situation all too well because Pete Carroll hammered it home in some pregame meetings. Yes, he did. So when I was in Seattle, Coach Carroll came in. It was short yardage and goal line day. And he made sure everybody came in and raised their right hand. He said, I solemnly swear to play the pass first. With that being said, let's take a look at this play. <laughs> Rayshon Jenkins is the safety on this play. He got David Njoku. They're in a goal line situation. Goal line means that there is no receivers detached. So they bring in the big boys. You're supposed to play pass first. You're supposed to look through your tight end to the running back. If it's a pass, you take the tight end. If it's a run, you are the contained player on that side. Obviously, Rayshon Jenkins' eyes was in the backfield because if he was looking at his key, which is David Njoku, he would have read pass and he would have played man-to-man on this. Having your eyes in bad places lead to plays like this. And, yep, David Njoku so wide open that I can make that pass. <laughs> Joe Flacco does a great job getting the ball down there. And David Njoku shows you he's an NBA player. Look at that with the layup. That right there is confirmation. He turns around with his arms down. He says, oh, my God, I messed up. Well, Tavis, you nailed that. You didn't mess up like Jenkins, and hopefully Flacco can continue his stellar play against Chicago on Sunday. Jay, back to you. All right, guys, thanks. Great stuff. We're taking a break. When we come back, our producer, Mikey McNuggets, is going to give us two statements. The game, what's more likely on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show? Welcome back to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We're here every Friday, 1230, before the Big Browns game. If you like us here, you'll love us on our YouTube show. Every Monday through Friday, 11 to 1, you can watch us whenever you want. Just type in UCSS on any YouTube search page. All right, Mikey, fun game. I like this. Either or, what are we doing? It's called What's More Likely. I'll give you two statements. You tell me what's more likely to happen, and then one of you guys gets a chance to tell the other panelists why they're wrong. We'll start with the first one. What's more likely to happen on Sunday? Joe Flacco throws for 350 yards or Justin Fields throws for 225? Jason, start us off. Well, first of all, I don't think either one of these is going to happen. But I do think I've <laughs> dipped into Garrett's Kool-Aid a little bit because I'm going to take Joe Flacco in 350. <laughs> he hasn't done it in about four or five years. But it goes back to what we talked about at the Open. I really like him in this offense. And in Kevin Stefanski's system on play-action plays, the Browns are averaging about eight yards per play. So if you factor that out, he threw for three something last week. Right there it is, 311 last week. That's not a far leap from 311 to 350. I'm not a huge believer in the Bears defensively. I think the Browns can, can pile up yards in this game. And I'm just not a big fan of Justin Fields. So for that reason, give me G's Kool-Aid and give me the 350. <laughs> now, now, listen, I've been drinking the Kool-Aid. It's still in my system. But I haven't drank it in 24 hours. So I'm going to have to go the opposite way. Justin Fields throwing for 250. It's not too far-fetched, especially because I think that the Bears are going to be down in this football game. I don't think they're going to be able to run the football on the, on the Cleveland Browns. They have more of a three-headed monster type that running game. I don't believe that's going to get it done. Justin Fields got 250 because he's going to throw it more. Wow, he took the other side. Yeah, Kool-Aid is on our system. What's number two? Number two, what's more likely to happen? The Browns score a defensive touchdown 
or Cedric Tillman scores his first career touchdown? Jay, this one's for you. A lot of missing parts on the defense. A lot of missing parts. Um, so I'm not, I don't feel strongly that the defense can find the end zone in this football game. Something fluky could happen. Strip sack, fumble, touchdown, maybe a pick six. But I think it's more likely that Cedric Tillman finds the end zone. And here's why. He went from being on the side of a milk carton to being mildly involved in the offense. And we've seen that involvement increase with Joe Flacco. What we haven't seen is him find the end zone, and I think that changes. I do think he scores a touchdown, or it's rather more likely he scores a touchdown than the Browns' defense. Again, I don't think either is likely. However, Cedric Tillman hasn't got reached the end zone. The Browns' defense has. The Browns' defense has been, for the most part, very good all year. The Bears, to Joe, Justin Fields is a quarterback that if you get him out of, out of pocket, he couldn't get turnover prone and mistake prone. I think we got a pick six for Denzel Ward who's going to play this week, please, please. And he's going to have a pick six touchdown. Cedric Tillman, yeah, he's he's getting more action, but he's still way down the depth chart of targets. All right, very good. Number Next. three, what's more likely to happen? This game comes down to a last-second score or either team wins by 14 or more points. Ooh. Bull, start us off. Yeah, this, this was the easiest one for me. I just think... It's got it's got to be close because the Browns play mostly close games. The Browns have played 13 games this year, and nine or ten of them have been close. More than 14. Again, I guess that's possible, but just I, I think the Browns' defense will be good, but not. It's not playing at the elite level it was playing earlier in the year because of the injuries. So I think the Bears will be able to score a little bit to keep it close. And I picked the I think a four or seven point game. So in the end, I think it's. If I had to pick, more likely to, to be a close game than a blowout. Browns have been better at home than they have been on the road. They've had a couple of lopsided wins at home, uh, and I believe in in this in this offense. I in in Flacco being able to generate a couple of scoring drives. I don't think it's going to be a terribly high scoring game, but I think the Browns are going to have this put away before the last seconds. All right, what's next? And the last one: What is more likely to happen? The Browns rush for two hundred or more yards as a team, or less than fifty? G. Bush, start us off. Oh man, this is this is easy. The Browns rush for more than 200 yards uh, as a team. I can't see less than 50. Less than 50 is Minimoski at best. I right, listen, 200 yards. You, you do have Jerome Ford. You have a couple guys. I like Pierre Strong. I think that if he got enough carries, he can really start breaking off some longer carries. They, you saw they have Jerome Ford, who's shown that he can get around the corner and has long break breakaway ability as well. He's shown that in other games. So for me. Um, to run the play action that they want to run, you have to run the football. So, therefore, I don't think the game the, the game plan is going to be, you know, extendable if you're only running for 50 yards. Did Nick Chubb get ruled back into action? Mm, that'd be nice. I be wish. Uh, and also, are we going to flip the script where we're passing twice for every one run play? I don't think either either are likely. But based on what I've seen recently, I really don't think this team goes for more than 200 rushing yards, particularly when it's been proven that they're going to be a passing offense. So I think if either of those two happens, it'll be they're held to less than 50 yards. But that won't happen either. I like that. That was fun, guys. We'll yeah, pull that I like one it back too. Out. How about you, Mikey? Also, if you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio, and all locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com careers to learn more. Very good. We're taking a break. When we come back, no need to watch the game. <laughs> 
pre-written headlines, who wins and how they do it on the other side of the question. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. It is now time for pre-written headlines. All five of us do one. And may the best man win. Here's how I think the game plays out. I think it's another victory for the Cleveland Browns who have been very good at home and particularly have looked good on offense with Joe Flacco at the helm. Flacco mauls the Bears and the Browns win this one 27-17. As I said earlier, his magic carpet ride continues. Give me that 350 yards too. Give me the 350 (laughs) passing yards. Listen, the Browns are beat up. We know that. They've got a bunch of injuries on both sides of the ball. Doesn't matter. Wounded Warriors. Injured Browns keep finding ways to win with the 27-17 victory over the Bears. We got the exact same score. Look at that. Yeah, we did. We did have the exact same score. So, yeah, I, I think they keep it rolling. It's a race to 10. We've said it all year. And this gets them one step closer to the playoffs. Did you notice it says electricity? How does it work on there? We'll explain that afterwards. That was an Anthony mishap at the live show yesterday. Uh, yeah, listen, let's get ready. Get ready for the Kool-Aid flavors. This yeah. is going to be a good one right here. Um, Browns is, is five and one at home. Hit him up. Joe Flaccavelli. Browns D hunts down Yogi the Bear, Winnie the Pooh, and Justin Fields. All Bears die in a win. The Cleveland Browns do it <laughs> oh again. Oh, my God. <laughs> they die. Smokey the Bear? Smokey the Bear. All of gone. All Bears. Mm. Bull, what do you got? I uh, shockingly have a win for the Browns, too. We all got them. No starters, no problems. Browns win 23-17 despite missing six defensive starters. I don't know if it will actually be six, but six sounded good. So we'll go with that. Uh, but I, I think it's going to be a close game, but Our I like the Browns are all win. Close. Yeah. yeah. What do you will got? it be a clean sweep? The answer is yes, it will be a clean sweep. I'm telling Joe Flacco to tell Father Time to go kick some rocks. Flacco turns back the clocks to 2012. They beat the Bears in a shootout despite 1,242 Browns on IR. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a slight exaggeration, yeah. but it's not far off. All right, thanks for watching the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on Channel 3. If you enjoy what you saw, tune in to the two-minute warning. Go to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show YouTube page. Two minutes left in Sunday's game. The guys will break down everything that happened. Thanks for watching. Enjoy the game and go Browns. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.